From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. It's flu season again, and with me to talk about what to expect this year is Dr. Jared Bagatelle. He's a family physician and the director of Upstate's Employee and Student Health. Thank you for being here, Dr. Bagatelle. Good morning, Amber. Thank you for having me. Why is the flu season such a big deal every year? Wow. Well, flu season is a big deal every year because uh, lots of people get sick from it. Lots of people die from it. And I think it's something that we don't uh, necessarily appreciate as much as we need to. All right. Um, lots of people die from it. Okay, so yeah. let's just look at last year's flu season. What sure. was that like in terms of... Well, last year was one of the, one of the worst flu seasons uh, by numbers as far as they go in the past many years. Uh, the CDC recently reported that approximately 80,000 people died from the flu last year. And we had 180 children die from the flu last year. These are numbers we haven't seen in, in many years now. So it was uh, certainly an, an eye-opener, uh, certainly very important for uh, people to take notice and to prepare for the next storm that's going to hit seasonally. We, we have hurricane season and we have flu season. And this is, this is, how this to, is both. This is time to get ready to prepare for. Now, 80,000, that's a huge number. Sure. Um, some of them could have been avoided if they'd been vaccinated, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah, that's certainly the, uh, the presumption. Uh, usually the flu is most severe in folks who are uh, over age 65 and even the, the very young. Last year was a curious flu virus. It was a little take on, on the H3N2, not necessarily anticipated as such in the, vac in the vaccine itself. So the uh, effectiveness of the vaccine wasn't necessarily as good as we'd all hoped it to be. Uh, so that played into it as well. It was particularly a more uh, virulent or, or stronger strain as well. And, um, and quite so honestly, what, probably caught us off guard. That's what H3N2 is, a particular strain? Yeah, yeah. Flu? In okay. any given flu season, Amber, there are uh, many different types of strains that, that go through the communities and, and fly through the world. Uh, many different types of flu strains. It's not just one or two or even four that's in the quadrivalent vaccine. There are many. And these many flu strains are, are trying to survive themselves, too. Um, so they change their genetic composition mid-season. And even subtle changes can cause uh, significant outbreaks. Well, what's your advice for how someone can protect themselves or their family from getting sick? Well, first and foremost, the CDC absolutely recommends that everybody over age six months gets a flu vaccine. So the first and foremost, get out there and get a flu vaccine. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's developed to anticipate the flu strains that may be coming around. Certainly, it's never 100% effective. Uh, in a really good year, it could be between 40 and 60% effective. And some people say, well, why should I get if it's, if it's only half as, as effective? Well, any percent effective is better than no percent effective if it'll prevent you from... Uh, in, in the least, missing work, in the most, being hospitalized, and in the worst, dying from it. So, uh, so first and foremost, you get your flu vaccine. Secondly, you protect yourself and your family by uh, frequently uh, washing your hands for 20 seconds with warm water and soap, or use uh, alcohol-based 
based uh, gel to keep your hands clean as often as you can during the flu season. Certainly avoid touching your eyes, your nose, your mouth. And if you're around somebody who's coughing and they're not uh, using cough etiquette, that is coughing into their arm or their sleeve and they're coughing into their hand, gently remind them <laughs> that, uh, that they could do so um, because uh, it, it's quite, quite contagious. So if, if I get my vaccination and mm-hmm. then I'm around someone, um, or say I'm exposed to the flu, sure. someone who's sick, and I've been vaccinated and I'm protected, maybe it's that 30% or whatever, but I'm sure. protected, can I still spread the germs to someone who isn't protected? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you say, the vaccine is never 100% effective. In a good year, it's 40 to 60. Last year, it was around 36%. Um, But certainly, you don't know what strain you may have been infected uh, with. And uh, anybody in the community who may otherwise be vulnerable can certainly um, be susceptible to getting, getting that strain. What's very curious about the flu, Amber, is that you can spread the flu even before you know you're sick which is very concerning for populations such as as hospitals or uh, colleges or large workforces or even families Um, because uh, the virus can be spread up to one day before a person has symptoms. And it's it's contagious up to five to seven days after the onset of symptoms. So that's something that's so very important to know. It isn't that you can obviously see somebody at Wegmans who's sick and you want to avoid them. That person at Wegmans may be sick and doesn't know it yet, and you've been exposed to them. And that's really a big concern. And we're not talking about just, um, I don't know, sore throat and fever. I mean, this uh, the real influenza will knock you on your... Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Amber, because those folks who come to me and say, I don't think I'm going to get a flu shot, clearly I ask them, have you yourself ever had the flu? Do you know anybody who's had the flu? Chances are they don't, and they didn't have it. Because if you had the flu, you never want to get it again. So uh, it is absolutely remarkable. It is, it's different than a typical cold. Um, although some of the symptoms are, are common and, and they share, typically uh, a flu hits you like a truck. You People have come to me in the office and said, I know what hour, what minute I began to get sick. Wow. It hits them like a truck. You are profoundly achy in a typical sense. And there's a whole uh, certainly constellation and variation on how people may uh, present with symptoms depending on their, their health makeup, uh, their age, other uh, disease conditions. Uh, it's remarkable how people can present. They can present as uh, profoundly achy, horrible headache, uh, don't want to get out of bed, uh, sore throat, stuffy nose, nasty dry cough, and a fever, possibly. But the fever isn't necessarily an absolute hallmark of the flu. Um, some folks do get a fever with it. Um, but if you are feeling in flu season profoundly achy, and you've got a, a dry cough, and you're just feeling like you don't want to get out of bed, you got to think about possibly having the flu and certainly stay home from school, stay home from work. Uh, you don't need to, to spread this to your friends and neighbors and Now, you said that everyone over the age of six months um, is recommended to get a flu shot. Yes. Is there anyone besides under six-month-olds who shouldn't get a flu shot, like pregnant women? Pregnant women certainly should get flu shots. Every woman who's pregnant is strongly advised to get a flu shot at its its availability. 
um, because mom certainly, uh, understanding that her soon-to-be newborn is not able to get a flu shot, we need to protect everybody around this newborn uh, with a flu shot. There's a lot of concern about the uh, the pertussis vaccine you probably heard of that uh, women who are pregnant are recommended to get a, a booster with a Tdap, a tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis vaccine so that the potential, uh, the, the newborn could be potentially at risk for contracting pertussis because they're not fully vaccinated until they're two, four, and six months. So a mom is advised to get the vaccine so they can passively uh, share the protection to the newborn. It's remarkable what vaccines can do to prevent disease. Uh, we become, uh, pardon the uh, expression uh, and the pun, we become immune to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's really unfortunate that we have understanding that just 100 years ago, what happened on Earth is just just so profound historically. 100 years ago? 100 years ago, 1918. Um, 1918 was uh, the world's greatest uh, pandemic in recorded history. It's remarkable to read that across the globe at that time, during World War I, 500 million people across the globe were infected with influenza at that time. And what's so frightening is that it's estimated that at least 50 million people around the world died from influenza. That would have amounted to, I did the math, 3% of the world's population was wiped out in 1918 because of this worldwide pandemic, because of this very virulent strain, this this H1N1, as they learned it to be. Um, And it's remarkable. What do we have now that we didn't have 100 years ago? We have vaccines. We have vaccines. We're also a lot more mobile. We're mobile. So would that put us at greater risk for this being able to spread faster? That's an excellent point. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you some specifics on when do people need to get vaccinated? Sure. Um, People ask me all the time, and we're really a full court press here with our flu clinics here at Upstate with uh, being the largest employer of Central New York. We're, We're doing our very best efforts to collaborate to uh, vaccinate as many uh, folks as we can early. Uh, so early fall? Early fall, absolutely. The CDC advises that everybody be vaccinated against the flu by the end of October. Um, I counsel my, my patients and my family and, and friends, neighbors, colleagues, whomever they be, uh, get the flu vaccine when it's available. It's never too early to get a flu vaccine, Amber. It's always potentially too late. It takes at least two weeks to build full immunity to the vaccine. So um, the sooner you get it, the better off you'll be prepared for the for the flu season. Okay. Now, this season, uh, there's a an inhaled version. You can get a shot in sure. the arm or an inhaled version. Sure. Yeah. Um, do they work? Are they both as effective? It's a very good question. Uh, several years ago, uh, the nasal flu vaccine, which is a live vaccine, which is different than the inactivated um, uh, injectable flu vaccine. The flu vaccine nasal spray a couple of years ago uh, was pulled away as an option for vaccination because it was deemed not as effective as the flu shot. So for the past two previous seasons, the nasal spray was not available because it wasn't recommended to cover as we expect. Interestingly, this year, uh, the CDC um, 
reintroduced the option to get a nasal a nasal uh, vaccine. Um, the nasal vaccine is intended for those people who otherwise wouldn't get a shot. So perhaps you've got an extremely fearful child who would otherwise not get the flu shot. That might be somebody you can convince to get the, the nasal vaccine. Um, but um, uh, the, the general recommendation is get the, get the flu shot. It is anticipated and expected to be more effective than the nasal vaccine. So the nasal vaccine is an option, but even uh, even folks like uh, the pediatric community and uh, academies of, of family physician and such, they um, they would uh, put that as the second option. Ah, okay. okay. The non-option is no vaccine. Okay. Um, so certainly the, the the flu shot. It's quick. It's easy. It's safe. So what do you say to people who? say they're not going to get the flu shot this year because last year they got it and they got sick. Sure. Well, I, uh, if they're a patient of mine, I, I explore in more detail what they mean by sick. Uh, some people have told me they had a bad diarrheal illness as soon after getting a flu vaccine, and clearly that would be unrelated to the, to the respiratory disease that we talk about with the flu. Often people get the misunderstanding they've had the stomach flu. I'm not quite sure what that even means, but that is not the flu we're talking about. Uh, certainly people are getting flu vaccines around the fall, and uh, this is oftentimes, certainly in central New York, when we huddle closer together when the weather starts to change, and we're more likely to share uh, respiratory diseases with each other. And there are many, many different common cold viruses that fly around the community. So people can catch any number of these, hundreds, if not more, of different viruses that fly around the community. Again, I, I, remind it, I want to remind everybody that it does take two weeks to build immunity to the flu vaccine. So if you just got your flu vaccine and within one week you're sick with either the flu or a really bad cold, you didn't get it from the flu vaccine, number one, because it's not a live vaccine. You can't get it from the flu shot. You likely were harboring or you were exposed to somebody who had another viral illness. Um, and interestingly, not everybody goes to see their doctor or goes to urgent care or goes to the ER. Or So there are many self-proclaimed diagnosed out there. Okay. Well, good information and a good reminder to get the flu shot. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here to educate us. My oh. guest has been Upstate's Director of Employee and Student Health, Dr. Jared Bagatelle. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.